Welcome to Live Truth Podcast, a podcast geared towards helping women to know Jesus, love Jesus, and live truth boldly, which should in turn cause us to glorify God with our lives, think biblically, and be compelled to make disciples. Hey, y'all. It is such a blessing to be back for those who are tuning in for the first time. This is Live Truth Podcast, and my name is Katrika. I'm your host. I miss y'all. I miss y'all. And I want to first apologize to you um, or those that were listening or, or listening on the platform only um, for leaving y'all hanging. I put up posts on Instagram and Facebook to let everybody know that I'll be going on summer break sooner than expected due to a very unforeseen circumstance. So I encourage you guys to follow me on social media because those outlets are my quickest means of communication if I'm if I'm trying to get something out to you guys, okay? And then um, second, I would like to thank everyone for your prayers. They have been greatly appreciated. I continue to covet them and I would be a little bit more transparent than I have been with this, but being that there's another family involved. I'm trying to make sure I'm honoring them by really being very discerning and led by Holy Spirit to what I say or what I share. So um, again, I'd still covet your prayers and know that I have been praying for you guys as well. And once again, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your love and your support. It meant so and still means so much to me. So number three, there has been some changes with Live Truth. The um, most recent is Sisters Living in True Facebook group. I have decided to do away with it because when it's time to go on summer break, I still want to be able to be connected to you ladies. And am I able to do that on that platform? And then second, the reason I'd like to deviate from it is because I don't see in the foreseeable future that we will be able to be on social media or Facebook or Facebook for that matter, or Instagram or Twitter, any of those platforms and be able to pro- proclaim or profess Christ freely. So just trying to get away from all of that. So if you guys know of any platforms with free speech or like any type of group or like any type of group like settings where we can still get together in a group and post and um, do post videos or pictures or, you know, any of that stuff, please let me know. And please be in prayer with me about that, that the Lord opens up that door for us. Next up is we'll be discussing our brand new series entitled Culture Wars, Bringing Truth to a Wayward World and Church. This series will take us through or up until it's time for summer break. So in these episodes will be every other Thursday, not second and fourth like it was last time. So our first episode is today, November the 4th. So every other Thursday from now on. So sometimes there will be three episodes because of fifth Thursday, or um, sometimes there may even be four, four episodes because I'll still be doing our kick episodes as a bonus episode. And if, for those who do not know, if you're new, our kick episode, um, the acts where we take passages that are commonly known as taken out of context and we place them back in their proper context by practicing proper hermeneutic and interpretation. Okay. Now on to the definition of culture wars. So a culture war, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, is a conflict between groups with different ideals, beliefs, philosophies, etc. And so which is what this the current state of this world is entrenched in. We have culture wars where everyone has their own opinion, their own ideal and their own belief. And so a lot of them conflict with one another. And this is what happens when we're not standing on the objective word of God that God has given us. 
And so the purpose of this series is to help us to navigate through the times with a biblical lens so that we don't be caught up in these uh, false ideologies and duped by what the world is presenting for us because they can be very deceitful because who knows? I mean, because they, they mix truth, truth with a lie. And so it sounds good. So we have to learn to be very discerning um, in these times because we're living in a time where right is wrong and wrong is right. Our Bible, of course, tells us that woe to those who call good evil and evil good, you know, and even though the majority is going the wrong way, that still doesn't make it right. God's word informs us and lets us know that the way is narrow and few find it, but the road to destruction is broad. So we need to be encouraging those and ourselves that the way is narrow and that way is Jesus Christ. And the truth is what sets us free. So we're seeking truth in all of these matters that are being presented before us um, so that we be equipped in the days ahead and even now. Also in these episodes, I try to be as transparent as I can be because I can relate to a lot of these episodes and we just, we don't come to Christ knowing it all. So I want you, I want you guys to be encouraged in that this, these episodes are nourished in that this, these episodes are not to condemn anyone. But once we know, we know, you know, um, if you disagree with something, please come to me or the guests. I'm pretty sure almost positive that they don't have a problem with uh, dialoguing with you guys. And you know, I don't, you know, so just make sure you bring scripture and yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about it because we are going to, we are going to talk about a lot of things that go against the flow of this culture, things that culture and a lot of different false narratives are being pushed out here. We're going to um, look at them from a different perspective, a biblical perspective. Alrighty. Okay. So next up, I did not forget to, or did not forget about our last episode, which was supposed to be how to live a truth led life. So what I'll have you do is just study Romans 12, one and two, because I really do feel like this podcast by God's grace is of course teaching us how to live a truth led life. So in these episodes, we'll learn how to live a truth led life. But if I could base um, or give you a scripture to study, scriptures to study on that topic, to know how to live a truth led life, it would be Romans 12, one and two. And I'll read from the ESV version. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is the good and acceptable and perfect. And as always, I'm not hanging you out to dry. So if you still would like for me um, to break that down for you or speak to me, I'm, I'm open. Um, my email address is in the show notes. I'll also add some links to some study materials where you'll be able to delve deeper into that topic. Now on to our sixth episode with, with dear brother Chris Williams, aka K-Dub True. In this episode, we'll discuss critical race theory, how it's antithetical to the gospel by the fact that it classifies whites as oppressors and basically blacks as the oppressed when the gospel informs us that all people are sinners and in need of the way, the truth, and the life who is Jesus. Um, we'll also discuss disparities, reparations, um, police brutality, and how we're to view these among some other topics floating around in society today. So here is the episode with Brother Chris. Pray you're encouraged. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, K-Dub, I'm so, so grateful for you. Um, 
I appreciate your ministry. I learned and gleaned so much from it, um, from the Christian hip hop. I love, uh, uh, what is it? Okanda and yeah. black, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a blessing to have Christian hip hop that's saturated in God's word and truth. So I appreciate that. And then too, I'm just one of those type people that you know how you um, see something or hear something wrong, but you can't interpret exactly what it is and you're trying to figure it out and mm -hmm. um, address it from a biblical perspective. Um, you do that. And so that's what I appreciate about your ministry on YouTube. You um, take um, speeches and um, videos and clips and you um, come at them from a biblical perspective and bring light to what someone like me doesn't understand. And so I appreciate you for that. And um, if you will, just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to Christ. Well, I'm first off, glad that uh, the video that been encouragement to you, that's that's exactly what it's for. But man, I, I grew up in a Christian, uh, Christian home, quote unquote, um, the word of God was displayed, um, in the home and, you know, we went to church and, um, I grew up really despising Christianity early on because it was, it was really used as like a means to like obey or else, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I remember the, uh, text in Ephesians six, uh, of Ephesians, I think Ephesians five or Ephesians six, where it talks about children obey your your parents for, for like that that was that but that's all what that was quoted right it was like half of that verse but the rest of that verse goes on to talk about um for like for this is right in the sight of the lord so to speak and so but but ultimately i i grew up not really caring much about uh spiritual things mm -hmm. and um i remember i almost had like a ex experience where i felt like i was literally about to die um and i remember just thinking about eternal matters in that moment like man, I'm going to hell. Like I, I knew it to be true. Like, <laughs> you know, it's funny enough. Like you would ask me like two days before that, where am I going? I probably say, Oh yeah, I'm going to heaven. But like in that reality, like everything kind of shook me up and I knew, I knew it was about to happen if I were to die. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I heard the gospel before and I remember just recalling on those things in that moment and just like, like Lord saved me. And I believe mm -hmm. he did. I was, I was like 19 at the time. And, um, yeah, I got involved in, after that, I got involved into, uh, <laughs> it's funny now thinking back on it, like some word of faith stuff. Like that's, that was like the first church I, I got into. And so, so apologetics really became, became very early on my Christian walk. That's why I'm like so passionate about it because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like, like as soon as I came in the Christian faith, it was like, I was always already defending uh, scripture and, and, and yeah. the Lord himself. And so um, I got out of that and was like really critiquing the prosperity gospel movement very early on. And, yeah. and then like right after that started dealing with people who like, well, the Bible ain't even true. So like, well, that mm -hmm. was like, you know, an atheism. And so, man, I, it, it just kind of led me to other areas to where I had to study. And, and as the scripture says, be ready to give a defense for the hope that lies within you, but mm -hmm. do it with gentleness and, you know, reverence. And so, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. Okay. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Um, so today we'll be discussing critical race theory, what critical race theory is, um, kind of looking at why it doesn't believe, belong in the church as an analytical tool or schools. Um, what do you say to those things? Uh, like a very, um, just kind of basic, um, easy definition of critical race theory. Yeah. So a lot of people want to like say, you know, when you're defining these things, you have people that are more so defending critical race theory. Well, they'll 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 be like, no, it's not in the church. It's not in the schools because it's only dealing with legal action because that's that's where it started. Mm -hmm. um, and so although it is true that it started in 
dealing with legal issues and legal scholarship, it has gone down to where many people are calling critical race theory, critical race theory praxis, because it is it is going down to the to to root in elementary things affecting things like um, marriage, um, you know, education, logic, uh, things we've valued in this Western world for so long. But Mm -hmm. critical race theory really, really goes at the system and the laws and the legal institutions saying it is inherently racist and that white people really are the oppressors and black mm-hmm. people are the oppressed. Mm-hmm. And so it, it really attacks maybe some of our, our uh, social and um, cultural and even legal uh, constructs that we valued here in America. And so mm-hmm. um, I, for one, do not believe um, just on the gen- generics or g- general swiping of, of people that you can just put people in these kind of boxes as oppressor and oppressed. Um, right. it, it's, you know, I know some people who may be flirting around with this idea may get mad at me saying this, but I, I do believe it, it heavily um, borrows from from uh, Marxism. If you know, mm-hmm. if you want to be polite, neo Marxism mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, it's just it's just switching um, from rich to poor. And now mm-hmm. you just have oppressed and oppressor. And so, right. um, yeah. OK. Um, and how would how would you help us to address critical race theory from a biblical perspective? Well, I mean, very simply, um, you know, one doesn't have to be a scholar or read all these books. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it, you know, it, it's, it's been my, my foundation for, for my ministry, for, for my life. It, the better you know your word, the better you're actually more equipped mm-hmm. um, to deal with unbiblical uh, ideologies. Um, you know, oftentimes many people Many people have an apologetic was where it's I, I think it's very unpractical to the uh, grandmother or mm-hmm. to the fifth grader. I, I believe, you know, the Bible is actually very practical for all people. And mm-hmm. therefore, we shouldn't adopt a um, apologetic that is unpractical, mm-hmm. you know, in, in that sense. And so I would say the better equipped you are for knowing your scriptures, um, the better you are to, with dealing with this ideology. Um Often, I think the first question we should be asking is, what is, does the word of God shed light on these topics or, or mm-hmm. concepts? Because a lot of people are like, well, um, the Bible doesn't deal with every issue uh, in one sense. But in another sense, it, it sheds lights to how we deal with issues. So the right. Bible doesn't tell you how to do math. Right. But the Bible does share and how you do math, one, it's like to give glory to God. You know, mm-hmm. I would say, right, in all things, we're to give glory to God. So. Mm-hmm. Though the Bible may, may may not give you a framework on how to do every subject, mm-hmm. it does shed light um, or or what every subject is. It does shed light on how we are to approach that subject. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I would encourage your listeners to be equipped with the scriptures first and foremost. Mm-hmm. OK, and and in being equipped with the scriptures, how does um, how does critical race theory go against what God's word is saying? Great question. Um, so let's deal with a, a, a couple issues that uh, a lot of cri- critical race theories, a lot of people, a lot of Christians flirting with the subject. Mm-hmm. Let's deal with maybe a few issues and maybe we can see. So this idea that you can kind of generally label someone as a racist, right? Mm-hmm. Or an oppressor, just just on the basis of skin color, which, right. which I, I find disgusting and I think is actually racist in itself. Mm-hmm. Does the Bible just generically um, 
label a people group as this um, evil apart from the things they've done. So so they may go to texts like or scriptures that do like label a, a nation as evil or wicked. Right. Egypt, mm -hmm. you know, but it was because of the things they were doing, mm -hmm. um, you know, and so I the, the concept of just um, labeling an ethnic group um, a sinful category um because of what their fathers actually may have done because actually we don't actually you don't actually know like because not, not all white people were you know slave masters contrary to the common belief exactly um and two you had black people slave masters but you're not mm -hmm. allowed to talk about that um and so i i i, I think it's unfair to one it's not it's not believing the best about your christian brother mm -hmm. you know right. um right to where they're denying their races, but the critical race theory says, well, that's actually more proof of how racist you are. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's actually, in, in some sense, it's at, critical race theories believe they are the fourth member of the, the Godhead. They, they know better than you do mm -hmm. about the supposed racism that you have. Sure. Um, you know, and um, it redefines racism. Critical race theory redefines racism. Mm -hmm. It's, it's no longer just this, as what we've historically believe as, as what I believe the Bible teaches mm -hmm. about um, this hatred for your neighbor, right? Hatred for another person made in the image of God. Rather it's now hatred plus power. So, mm -hmm. you know, you and I, you know, according to critical race theory could not actually be racist against white people. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you know, you, you've seen and I've seen it where the most disgusting things have said been said by black people to white people where if it was the roles were reversed, oh, that person would probably will lose everything, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know. And so it actually tolerates real racism. Um, right. And and I've and I've gotten it from other black people where they've actually said the most despicable things about me. But, well, it's not racist because I don't mm -hmm. have power. You know, mm -hmm. black people don't have power. So. It actually tolerates racism. And so another issue, another issue that maybe get brought up is this idea of reparation. It kind of kind of coincides with this first issue I brought up um, with with oppression and stuff like that. So um, I do not hold to reparations because I don't believe it's biblical. Now, what mm -hmm. I do hold to is restitution. And I don't believe they are the same thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of Christian critical race theories will kind of use those terms interchangeably. And, and I don't think that's helpful. So one of the texts they may bring up is like Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, right, defrauded people. Um, and, you know, he was a tax collector. He, he defrauded people. Mm -hmm. um, but no, if you go to the text, it was actually his defrauding to why he was paying these people restitution. Mm -hmm. It wasn't his father's and great grandfather's right. uh, defrauding to which caused um him to pay the money back it was so mm -hmm. a lot of people try to use that text but i actually i believe they actually misinterpret it and, and, and do a lot of uh eisegesis mm -hmm. when it comes to that, misinterpreting the text mm -hmm. um and really um really really cause christians who are not um very skilled or maybe mature in the text mm -hmm. to get them to accept an idea that is unbiblical because i mean on the basis everyone affirms justice, right? Like, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. if you do something wrong, it needs to be um, dealt with. Right. Right. And, and they, and I believe they'll get a lot of Christians on that concept alone. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's, it's abuse of justice is what I would say. Right. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, 
my next question is, I was discussing with someone a couple of months ago regarding reparations, and it kind of stumped me when they said, well, you know, what about, um, you know, slave owners that took or stole property that rightfully belonged to the slaves, you know, do you not feel like they should get what's owed to them? And I'm like, well, how do we determine who gets what, you know? And right. so what, what, what do we say to that? Well, here's, here's why they're not being consistent. Um, because what people group hasn't that been done to, um, mm-hmm. we, 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 we kind of have this modern or notion notion today that it's like only black people have been enslaved um white people have been enslaved um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. matter of fact black people have enslaved other black people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so if you go down this dna test trying to figure out how to enact justice Mm -hmm. one i believe you're going to create injustice Mm -hmm. um and you'll never you'll never you'll never get to the root of root of it you know um and and that's why i believe the bible doesn't actually you never see the bible trying to attempt to say, well, who's your grandfather? Oh, wait, they enslaved this people group over here. So therefore you need to no, and that doesn't get engaged mm-hmm, into mm-hmm. that. Now, if you defraud your brother, deal with it. Mm-hmm. You defraud your sister, right. deal with it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not actually, because a lot of people say, well, you're just actually, um, you know, you know, you're, you're, um, you're not really dealing with justice. No, I think, I believe I am. The issue is why doesn't scripture deal with the kind of justice you're speaking about? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, but since that is that is our ultimate authority as Christians, that is our moral framework, our moral guide. Mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. come your morality is actually stemming from the scripture, but actually social science? You wow. know, it's, it's coming from secularism, mm-hmm. secular philosophy and ideology, not what the text says outright. You know, we mm-hmm. don't and, and many will admit, yeah, does, the scripture doesn't deal with it. It doesn't, add, you know. That's why they'll use things like, well, these are principles we may see in the text, but how come we don't see the application of what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I would even, you know, re- reject and, you know, to the principles being found, but you don't see this in the New Testament at all. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's that that would be my general response to them. Um, where is it in the Bible? It's just right. totally missing. <laughs> hey, man, now that's true. OK. Um, and so now I want to see how, how does, because this is a hot topic, of course, you know, with the false police narratives, um, how does critical race theory play into the false police narratives and, um, and help us to see what is false about the narratives that are being pushed, um, regarding police brutality. And, and what we're not saying is, um, that there is no police brutality because it's evident that there is, there needs to be police reform. Um, but, truth also needs to be brought to life in regards to um the false narratives that are being pushed absolutely um i i will be the first to say that um there's been improper police interaction with all kinds of men not Mm -hmm. just black Mm -hmm. men but all Mm -hmm. kinds of men Mm -hmm. Um, and and i'll get into my reason why i think that is in a bit but usually the people who kind of hold to the to you know they're woke this uh kind of social justice narrative they the evidence isn't what appeals to them. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's the emotionalism. It's the story. It's the experience. So, um, right. We saw with George Floyd, right. George Floyd yeah. was the big event of 2020 where um, he was. And, and I'll say this. I, I believe that's one of the encounters where I speak of where the police did not handle it properly. Correct. Um, but the assumption is if a police officer kills 
uh, beats, mistreats a black person, it's done out of r- racist motivations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's that's the hold on. Wait, wait, wait. wait you, how do we know this was racist? Could he be? Technically, yes. Mm-hmm. But evidence has to co- convince a Christian, not 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 just stories, not just right. what sounds right, mm-hmm. not just what the, the world is parroting, mm-hmm. but actual. Hey, you know, you find hey, you would find evidence that this man has been um, treating you know has maybe made a statement something something to that would actually demonstrate he's a racist like yeah. i don't think it's a priori like well if you've ever treated a black person wrong therefore you're a racist i mean mm-hmm. that's 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 silly mm-hmm. and so that's usually how critical race theory operates when it comes to policing and then therefore they want things like defund the police we i've seen many christians argue the same defund the police mm-hmm. um what we need is not uh more authority or better authority what we need is actually to get rid of it mm-hmm. and i i couldn't think of a more anti-christian thing to want to get to get rid of authority now i want to limit authority don't get me wrong i don't mm-hmm. want you know a, a government involved in everything right. i do so th- there is a balance to this mm-hmm. but to outright want to get rid of any kind of um earthly judicial system that the lord has set up on earth in, in particularly in America, I, I think it's foolish. Mm-hmm. Um, my solution has been, uh, especially being involved in um, government and, and and policing and things like that, is actually not stripping away resources that mm-hmm. will, um, you know, I believe help police, right. but actually, you know, they say defund. I say fund the police you right. know because mm-hmm. if the solution is what we want is better policing less interactions less deadly encounters with the police mm-hmm. right on maybe simple issues i say fund the police and here's my argument studies goes that if a police is more trained um more trained just in general more trained and using his hands like when i'm talking about like fighting mm-hmm. the less um the less probability of him actually pulling his gun mm-hmm. and shooting someone. So let's say a police officer getting a fight. He's not trained. He gets in a chokehold. First thing he's going to think of, I need to shoot this guy. Cause he's, he's got me. He's going to kill me. Right. Right. You know, but someone who's fought, you know, I, I've taken uh, jujitsu classes and I, I've taken, you know, tried to, uh, you know, stay in shape and things like that. Mm-hmm. So someone like that, who is a police officer um, is you know, they're like, hey, I've, I've been here before. I, I, I'm going to get out of the chokehold. I know how to get out, you know, or mm-hmm. I, I'm very equipped to. Right. So the point I'm saying is that actually takes more training, though, not. Mm-hmm. And it takes more resources mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, those classes take money and time and all, and all sorts of things. But but what, you know, Black Lives Matter's <laughs> narrative is that we want to rid the police for for because let's 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 take an area like Chicago. Mm-hmm. where let's be honest i mean there's shootings every weekend right, people right, people are dying black people let's mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. let's be intentional black people mm-hmm. are being shot Babies. every weekend mm-hmm. and so the the argument is what we need is less cops mm-hmm, <laughs> in those mm-hmm, areas mm-hmm. if you want to see more anarchy take away the police in cities like atlanta mm-hmm. or you know some some you know baltimore Right. You want to see more anarchy? Anarchy? Take away the police, you know, from those cities. Um, I, I say the issue is better training. That's always been my argument. Right. Amen. 
Um, you made some very great points. And, you know, as far as the percentage of um, police brutality or police murders, do you know what that is? Because I know it's a very, very low, low rate. From yeah. what I understand, you have more chance by getting struck by lightning. But of course, yeah. the media has us thinking otherwise. Um, so just didn't know if you knew the, the I, I don't know. The, I don't know the exact number, but, you know, the the number is very low. Mm-hmm. Right. A black person actually statistically has another a better. I, I don't use this a more likely chance of being killed by another black person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and and I don't say that to say black people are more threatening than white people or uh, that's not my argument. My mm-hmm. argument just shows how low it is. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the police are more likely to get killed by a black person than the other way around statistically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Wow. Um, and so but it's like that's the thing. You're not you're not allowed to challenge these um, these stories with facts. Mm-mm. or logic or evidence <laughs> because once you do i'm real you white supremacist yeah. you know you 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 uncle tom you know how mm-hmm. it is yeah, yeah. All, all that comes up it's like bro i just gave you facts yeah when facts become <laughs> white supremacists and that's kind of this whole thing of critical race theory and marxism that's literally the argument mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. because they are literally going against um core values in the western value which i believe are right um it is a good thing to be logical it's a good mm-hmm. thing to be <laughs> to use facts right for your evidence but no critical race theory is all about stories mm-hmm. it's about because it, it, it's rooted in the postmodern it's not mm-hmm. it's not rooted in objectivity but mm-hmm. is rooted in postmodern thinking mm-hmm. like it's all subjective mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that's true that's true um, and with with systemic racism, because this, that's another hot topic. Um, what is systemic racism? Does it exist? Does yeah. it truly exist? Um, yeah. And how do we as Christians address it when um, it's brought up? Yeah. So systemic racism. I, I don't I don't like the term. I don't like that idea. Um, and, I, and I'll explain why. But systemic racism really holds that like. Um, these institutions that kind of guide America are largely racist. Mm-hmm. Um, so think of any kind of large institution, um, banks mm-hmm. fundamentally operate on a, a racist or discriminative uh, framework, mm-hmm. um, housing, uh, college, anything like a major institution like that. Um, and I would disagree um, because one, <laughs> um, I, I, so I don't, I don't want to make this individualized because a lot of people be like, well, it's, that, it's not based on the individuals based on the corporate. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's take an issue. Like, so like they'll say, well, white people generically make more money than black people. Mm-hmm. And so you find a disparity in which is unfavorable to blacks, mm-hmm. oddly enough, because what about the ones that are, favorable to blacks they don't they don't view that as racism you know that's mm-hmm. that's the kind of irony of this all right. so so white people generically generally make more money than blacks i was just having this conversation with someone on twitter and they say see systemic racism mm-hmm. but what about the asians who make more than white people now is mm-hmm. that does that mean that banks are actually favoring asian people over white people right. no that's that's absurd mm-hmm. So I, I will recommend a book to everyone if they're in, 
um, interested on reading because it was very helpful for me. Um, Thomas Sowell, his book on discrimination and disparities was okay. uh, very helpful. And also maybe it's okay. Like I'm not a reader. Um, I would recommend a documentary called Uncle Tom. And I think it's on Amazon. That was so good. Very good. Very mm-hmm. informative mm-hmm. on just mm-hmm. kind of like the history of like black people in general. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think those those things like right, if constantly telling someone um, that b- telling a black person, well, I mean, white person will always be over you. You know, that's actually I think that's very psychologically damaging mm-hmm. to black people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and to where I mean, why why be motivated to be as a black person to go um do a good job when you know there's a white person y'all have the same yeah well, he's, he's just gonna get promoted anyway you know right. so mm-hmm. i mean you know I, th- I think that's what that would cause um second second is the um hold on where is it where is it going at this point just with uh yeah just we, we talked about like the family structure a little bit ago mm-hmm. um i think one of the issues that cause um black people not statistically not to make as much is the interest we kind of put in our children the mm-hmm. interest we kind of black people black that black people generally uh, celebrate what do we generally celebrate athletes and rappers i mean right. <laughs> you know let's be honest the black kid in school with the nerd the nerd glasses the books he gets made fun of mm-hmm. by the black community. Right. And, I, and I say this because like in elementary, that was me. I was, mm-hmm. I remember like someone asking me to cheat off my paper. I was like, no, like you're not going to cheat on me. Like I was, my mom instilled like education right. into me. And so I'm very thankful that, Praise the Lord. that, that, that was the case. And so like, I would get made fun of like being the, being the poindexter, mm-hmm. you know? So like, I was like, you know, I don't want to be that. Like, so like in high school, like I, I started to like not be as serious mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because of the social acceptance. And, and I kind of went more, you know, sports was always kind of like a big, big thing in my, in my life, but mm-hmm. that was like more driven to that mm-hmm, rather mm-hmm. than being a doctor or mm-hmm. being, you know, those things aren't really celebrated in right, a lot of, right. you know, you know, you look on TV, those things aren't celebrated. What do we, what, what does the black, you know, community celebrate the rappers talking about who knows <laughs> what you know things that mm-hmm, are despicable mm-hmm, uh, right. and then the athletes you know who are doing the same thing mm-hmm. you know so it's like if you can't rap or ball like generally it's like well, who, who are you what are you? you know like you know and so i i think that has largely an amount to why um you know white people generally like i said this is obviously generally um make more than black people Mm -hmm, just mm kind of what we teach our kids what values (laughs) you know like because you know i I think i think about like man if i have a child like what would i instill with them like Mm -hmm. i would like them play sports because i like play like playing sports but i want to instill education and and also like hey what do they want to do obviously you know frame that in a obviously they're a kid and so like you have to uh, guide these you know kid like thinkings into Mm -hmm. adulthood and so um i would definitely want to um just just see them pursue like obviously what is good educationally as well like mm-hmm. put put more into that mm-hmm, you know because mm-hmm. let's be honest you know the the statistic goes that you know the athlete you know for football um 
if he goes professional, only lasts three years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's like, <laughs> you know, and, and I think it's like, if that, like, so you have three years of pro. So let's say you turn 20 uh, pro at 23, 26, your, your career is done. Right. And it's like, okay, you, you, you didn't graduate because you left early and to go professional. Now what you, mm -hmm. you know? And so uh, there's all these things to, to think about. And I, and I think the book Thomas Sowell, like, it doesn't, it doesn't come at it from that perspective. It's more of a scholarly work, but it's still, I think, good enough for people to read and understand. But it, it deals with also like what what people it deals with the point I'm talking about, like what people value as well, mm -hmm. you know. And and so I, I think that was very it's very educational as well. Right, right. Um, and and speaking of disparity, still, I think um, our vice president, you know, she. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's still regarding despair. It just kind of wants to make everything equal. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking like that, that could never be possible. And I mean, we'll even have disparities in heaven, you know, right. it's not that it despair, having disparities are sinful, you know, because right. we're going to be rewarded according to our good works, you know? Right. You, you, um, you have the idea of equal outcome mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. where, where, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's silly to say like, Hey, um, this person has worked hard all their life put everything into it mm -hmm, this person mm -hmm. you know kind of you know sort of and then you know government or or some institutions are talking about well this is racism mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. and and they should get the same pay same outcome no that's foolish that right. that doesn't happen in anything anything right, right you know i i am i am a proponent of working hard will generally not always mm -hmm. generally give you the outcome mm -hmm. that's that's desired right you know, and I and I think it's kind of foolish for that to for that to even be in their minds as well, for the simple fact of, you know, um, if someone has a poverty mindset and you give them this, you know, yeah. they're nine times out of 10 going to squander <laughs> it because they still don't know how to manage what's been given as, as because that's why they are where they are now, right. you know, and so, so true. I'm just trying to understand the logic in all of that. And, and as believers, again, we always have to go back to what the Bible says and, you know, just again, logics and facts, right, <laughs> you right. know, um, that, so, that, yeah. that, that's a good point that you make where, you know, a lot of the woke people, you know, think throwing money at a solution will help the prop, the actual problem where mm -hmm. money, not having resources, isn't the actual problem oftentimes right. and not it's actually the principles that may be held. Mm -hmm. um, so, so the dude who spends all his money on jewelry and now he's broke, mm -hmm. the problem ain't that he don't have money. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, he, he, he wastes it on, on foolish things, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. I, I, you know, all throughout the education system and, and things like that. And all, all types of issues that, you know, we're talking about that oftentimes it's, it's not money. It's actually the principles like or or sorry, it's it's not giving money that will actually help, you know, because I'm all for giving resources mm -hmm. if we have the right principles and right, right. foundations, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so but, yeah, just throwing money at a, at a dude who's in poverty ain't ain't going to necessarily help him. Right. It, it might for a little bit. He may be momentarily happy, you know, mm -hmm. for a good year if he got a million dollars or something. And but, you know, because, you know, the, the, the statistic the statistic goes that black people though they make less than whites, the spending is actually mm -hmm. like more than them. So it's mm -hmm, like, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. why are we spending more than we're making? Right. You right. know what I mean? 
Exactly. And that's, and that's even makes me think about mercy ministry and how, you know, we are called to mercy ministry. However, to put mercy ministry over the gospel, you know, um, if we're just throwing out money, throwing out resources and not giving the gospel, the life changing power of the gospel, because, you know, that was me growing up. I didn't have um, that understanding of how to budget or Mm -hmm. even wanting to save or any of that. It was the gospel and me wanting to glorify the Lord in my spending and my finances is what, you know, um, and Holy spirit and God's word is what transformed and renewed my mind in that area, you know, and wanting to honor God in all areas and aspects of our lives. So that's one thing too. Um, in Christendom, we have to be aware of is like I said, when practicing mercy ministry, not just going to feed, feed, feed natural food, but making sure we're taking spiritual with us as well. Right. Um, and you spoke to something. I'm pretty passionate about this because um, it's something I wasn't taught early on of just mm-hmm. about kind of like how to use your money. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people just just kind of spend because they think that's just what they got to do. Like mm-hmm. they give me let's mm-hmm. say you make a thousand dollars in a paycheck. They give me a thousand. I, I, I gotta spend it all or I lose it. That's kind of like, right, I think the, right, the right. mindset, <laughs> you know, like if I don't use it, I lose it. No, that's mm-hmm. actually not true. But, um, that was my mindset. And so I'm actually real big. Me and my wife, uh, are real big on how to teach people how to, um, use their resources, save budget. Amen. You talked about that. Um, because, Christians, if, if, if those whom God has blessed with money is just, um, wasting it at mm-hmm. one we're being mm-hmm. bad stewards right mm-hmm. um but how can we who have more help you right, know so right. so that that was my thought one day like man what if what if something tragic happens in my family and you know would i be have enough money to help you know right, or right. you know in my church mm-hmm. and i was like no i wouldn't i'm, I'm broke you know mm-hmm, like we, mm-hmm. we we check the check Mm-hmm. And it's not because, mm-hmm. you know, we looked at our stuff and it was like, it's not because we don't have, we're, we're wasting it. Right, it's going right. to bad resources. And so I, I'm all for teaching people practical, um, practical things as well as the spiritual, you know, but mm-hmm. obviously, as you said, it, there's a, there's a uh, first importance that mm-hmm. needs to be handled mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Who cares if I teach you how to handle your money if you're dead in your sins? Right. You know, right, you know, right. I mean, ultimately we got to get the first things right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, and, and at the end, when I ask you to um, give ways to, um, to connect with you, um, make sure you let others know how to connect you with you in that area, you know, okay. because I'm pretty sure some of the listeners may want to grab hold to that because some people don't even know that that resource or that opportunity is out here for someone to help them to um, give principles on better stewarding their finances. And a lot of times it's just a matter of needing accountability because we don't have self-control and discipline, right, you know, absolutely. because that that's what it was for me for a while. I had to have, have some accountability um, for a little while until the Lord helped me to really um, have more, again, self-control and discipline in that area. Going back to you, you said the word woke. Going back to woke, we do hear that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. What is a very um, easy definition of woke? Because I know it can go to yeah. different degrees yeah the, you know there are different kinds of woke people you have you know religious woke people you have secular woke people you know all sorts of, but generally what most people mean when they uh use the term woke mm-hmm. um is that they are awakened or aware of the social plight of black people mm-hmm. um they are aware of the oppression of blacks and the oppress the uh that whites are the oppressors so that's generally how i see it being used Mm -hmm. um so yeah okay 
and um and that and that kind of ties into critical race theory too uh, I, I i believe so a lot of um now a lot of woke people get mad because i don't affirm critical race theory but oftentimes you see them actually making the same arguments or you know i i've seen where people swear up and down they they uh uh you know reject critical race theory but then they're promoting a critical race theorist and it's like mm -hmm. all right man you, you're kind of being confusing at the very least um you know or you know appealing to critical race theory arguments and so I, you know to be fair I, I i think they would say no we don't affirm this mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. oftentimes they have the same arguments the same solutions and, and mm -hmm. things like that right okay well, I think that's it. I have appreciate you today and sharing um, all the wisdom and knowledge that God has graced you to be able to share with us. Um, I know I, I have learned a lot um, on this segment and um, gotten more clarity on critical race theories and um, reparations and everything too. And so I can't end without asking you to share the gospel um, with our listeners because we don't want to assume everyone is, is born again. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the gospel is the saving power of God himself. Gospel literally means good news. And Amen. as I've been taught and seeing the Bible, that good news presupposes bad news. And the bad news is that God, that God sees man because of their sin and Adam and their personal sin that we commit daily mm -hmm. as rebels, rebels mm -hmm. towards the king. Mm -hmm. And God being holy, he must, God being holy and just, he must punish sinners, not just the sin, right? Not just this, but the sinner himself who commits the sin. Mm -hmm. And God has, God has um, the, the, the penalty for that sin is eternity in hell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And our hope is that many people will not stay in their sin, but the, the remedy that he's given, the good news is not left to up to our works. Amen. It's not it's not left to our righteousness or our good moral standing That's or how well our neighbor sees us. It's not it's um, oftentimes when I'm preaching, I say nothing can make you right. Nothing can make you whole again to borrow from the hymn. Mm -hmm. Nothing, <laughs> not your bank account, not your 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 beauty, right. not your not your finances, not your position at work. Nothing but the blood of Christ, mm -hmm. nothing but the blood of Jesus. And Jesus died an atoning death on behalf of all who will repent and trust in him. The Bible says he was raised three days later, vindicating that, validating yes, that it, it had been sealed. And so our hope is that the response to that, that good news to the propitiation for sins would be that you would repent and place your faith in Jesus because there's nothing else that can save you. There's, right. there's nothing else. God has only sent one means to be saved and that's in the brutal murder of his son yes lord you know often because many many people often ask like you know or say i always say hey if works were necessary for salvation surely god did too much mm -hmm. like if mm -hmm. if if our works could save you the cross was just a little too extreme right, <laughs> you know right. what i mean mm -hmm. you know i've heard that from my pastor and many other theologians that you know you know it's it's the reason why the crossway show seemed so extreme is because it was necessary. The mm -hmm. only mm -hmm. the only means <laughs> even Jesus said, if there any other means. Right. Let this cut pass. Mm -hmm. It's like mm -hmm. the father was like, you know, he got no answer. Like, no, right. you know, because that's the only way. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. man, I, I love to share that message with people. Um, 
and that kind of so that's why I'm so um I encourage people to to know how to defend the faith because knowing your faith and ultimately it's rooted in knowing your Bible more. The better you know mm-hmm. your Bible, the better apologist you'll be. Mm-hmm. But the the we literally have the wisdom of God to shut the unbeliever up. I mean, that's, that's what true. apologetics does. Like you know, um, and I'm passionate about that because I mean, oftentimes I'll tell people, man, like we will allow people to disrespect God and talk all kinds of stuff. And we're just like, you know, I'm gonna pray for you, brother. I'm gonna pray, mm-hmm. you know, and, and mm-hmm. let it, but people are more willing to defend their mama than the, the, the triune God who created mm-hmm. all things, you yes, know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm very passionate. Like, no, you're not going to talk all that about God. I'm gonna show you the absurdity or your position, right. you know, and, and show you, you really have no response giving your position so mm-hmm. i say it's god or it's god or it's god or absurdity you know mm-hmm. which one are you gonna choose and so i hope your listeners you know enjoy the content um and if they're not christian they would they would come christian by faith if yes. if they are if they are wanting to get connect with uh um, some of the uh content i do um it's more on youtube um youtube.com slash kdub true that's k-d-u-b-t-r-u and just go through there. I have a plethora of videos on multiple subjects, um, you know, teaching people how to better become apologists that may be curious and t- curious in that after this episode and things like critical race theory. And I've, I do have a video on the finances that will be helpful. Okay. So, yeah, I try I try to do I try to do a lot of a lot of subjects, um, just whatever I've been studying or been blessed to like uh, to know. I try to do a video on it, you know, just to be helpful. Cause I, mm-hmm. I know, I know sometimes, you know, the, you know, I try to make videos for people who are maybe the stay at home mom or mm-hmm. the dude who, who like, man, he, he don't know where to start. And mm-hmm. so I try to be helpful in those areas mm-hmm. to where um, maybe they, maybe they wouldn't read a book. Maybe they'll watch a 30 minute video while they're just cleaning up and doing their thing, mm-hmm. you know? So right. I, I hope it could be helpful to them. Yeah. It's been very helpful to me. Cause I, I, see a videos pop up I'm like what Kato talking about today I mean because it'd be so spontaneous you know you yeah. never know what you're gonna get so that's what I love and appreciate about it um you just you never know what you're gonna get what you what you're gonna be talking about right right <laughs> so I try again, to do a little bit of everything yeah right right so um yep yeah, I appreciate you like I said for taking your time out to pour into us today Absolutely. um and I pray um continuous blessings upon your ministry um and again, I just thank you. And um, for our listeners, um, K-Dub did let you know how to get in contact with him. And you can reach me at um, meanskatrika at gmail.com. And all the other information will be in the show notes. Thank you for taking the time out to listen. Grace and peace. We love y'all.